Welcome to the Surge Strength Podcast, powered by Ritter Sports Performance. This podcast is dedicated to helping swim coaches and swimmers learn how to properly implement dry land and strength training programs that result in moving better, reducing injuries, and swimming faster. Let's join your host, Chris Ritter. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Hope everyone is doing happy and healthy. I don't know about you, but the days are blending together for me. (laughs) And I was just kind of reflecting back on what we've done in the last few weeks. And then it ended up being more a bigger picture of even what's changed in dryland over the years and even the last few decades. And in particular, I was thinking about 12 years ago, this time I was in the middle of a group of professional swimmers in charge of their strength training program and getting them ready for the first Olympic trials that was going to be held in Omaha. Again, so weird. You know, had everything booked. I was all ready to go. The family's going to go. It's going to be awesome. And now, of course, it's all postponed another year. But yeah, 12 years ago, we were making final preparations for that. And to see what dryland could do at a high level. And then also, just a few years later, then helping one of the biggest clubs in the nation do a dryland curriculum from 8 to 18 And that was like a really unique thing at that time. And it was very unusual for swim coaches on staff to even have, you know, any type of certification related to strength training, personal training, or much expertise. It was just kind of, okay, who wants to do dryland or who, you know, who works out? (laughs) That's that's who's doing dryland. And again, how far has that come? Zooming in back just a few weeks ago, the last few months have just been crazy. I'm sure for you as well as us and the days just kind of keep blending together. What day is it? When's the weekend? (laughs) Is there much difference at this point? But it was a few weeks ago, probably six or eight at this point, I think, where we started the Dryland in-home webinar series because everybody was kind of on lockdown and that's all the swimmers had left was to do Dryland. And it was just, it literally overwhelmed us how many people were showing up And then we had a ton of people then sign up for programs as well. But just each week when we were doing the free webinar, more and more people were showing up. We were getting more and more feedback of coaches, swimmers saying, this is awesome, great information. I'm using it right now. I got a bunch of emails. Some I haven't even responded to. I'm sorry if I haven't responded to your email yet. We've just been crazy here. But swimmers saying, you know, hey, this one exercise with like the mobility one was the first week that we did. Oh, and by the way, you can go back and get access to all these webinars too if you haven't. Just go to rittersp.com slash dryland. We'll have that link in the show notes for you. But I was getting notes from swimmers saying, you know, Chris, this was awesome. Just this one stretch, this one mobility movement that you showed in week one, I've been doing it and it's helped me so much. And then there was another kid who's just gotten so much stronger. Um, and other coaches were saying, this is great. Like I now have something specific to give to my athletes that didn't have equipment and I was kind of struggling what to do with them. And we were getting a few weeks into it and I had, fair enough, I had had this idea rolling around in my head a while ago, but I just hadn't acted on it or I just didn't think it would be received well or I wasn't sure it was gonna be worth all the effort because I knew it was gonna be a ton of effort. But I kind of posed the question at the end of, I think it was week three or four in the webinar about, hey guys, I've been thinking about a dryland certification would this help you? Would you be interested in it? It's basically going to go even deeper than what we've been able to do, you know, with these five or six hour long webinars. And again, the response just 
overwhelming. The, the chat was just going up, up, up. People saying, yes, 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 you know, can't wait. And so I was like, all right, well, now's a better time than any. Let's do it. And so fast forward a few weeks later, we are in the final stages of building a completely new and custom site just for surge strength. So Ritter SP will still exist, but we're building a whole new site for surge strength. And that's where our dryland education and programs will specifically be. We've got a lot of new tools and I'm really excited about this new platform. And we'll still be able to de uh, deliver our programs, uh, dryland programs via app to the coaches and athletes we're working with all over the world. But I wanted this new site and learning platform to launch the Surge Strength Dryland certification. And it actually opens tomorrow, Wednesday, May 27th, depending on if you're listening to this podcast live when I released it or a little bit later. And you can get all the information there at rittersp.com slash cert. So May 27th is just the open date. It'll be rolling enrollment for right now. We're definitely gonna see kind of how it goes to make sure if there's better ways we can do it. But for right now, just go there, you can sign up. It's completely self-paced, so on-demand videos, whenever you want, you can kind of go through it. Right now, it's gonna end up, we're finishing up the content, it's gonna end up being at least 20 hours, might be a little bit closer to 30, we'll kind of see where it all ends up, but we've basically broken it down into eight big sections or lessons, and within that, there's a couple dozen sub-lessons. So it's very small chunks, so I'm thinking, especially as a, coach that's working full-time on deck like you're not going to have a lot of time so we're chunking it up a lot so that you can get in watch for you know even five ten minutes sometimes lessons are that quick or if you want to sit down for a few hours you'll be able to go through that but also too if you're listening to this podcast around when it airs we're having a special coupon discount but you can only get that coupon if you're following surge strength on instagram and it's just surge dot strength and you can find that and i'll also be doing a live Q&A on that Instagram profile tonight as well. So tune in for that if you want to get into more of that. But I want to talk more about the certification because again, we've been going into that 110% the last few weeks to get it up and ready. So what is it is we're launching the first and only certification that I've heard of where it's specifically for dry land training for swimmers. So this is going to be on the level of if you're a swim coach and you really have no background in exercise physiology, or even if you're a chiropractor, physical therapist, other healthcare practitioner, and you just wanna get a better feel of what swimmers are going through and how specifically you could think about helping them, anywhere along that spectrum there, it's gonna be valuable for you to take this certification. Even if you're a self-coached master swimmer, just looking for some more structured methodology on how to go about your dry land program, but we're basically gonna walk through it A to Z in terms of what to do, how to assess. Um, the, the big eight containers, modules, uh, lessons that we're doing is, so the first one's dryland overview, where I talk about just the big picture of dryland and why do it, you know, what are the goals? How does it translate into actual swimming performance? And the next part we go into, it's a big one, it's movements and exercises. and you're gonna learn how to categorize, how to progress exercises of any athlete that you come across with and you know, discover critical rules. And you might know them if you were listening to the webinar, but we dive even deeper into that. So basically any webinar or dry land presentation you've ever seen, we're going really, really deep. Again, there's at least 20 hours of content. It's gonna end up being at least 150, even more 
sub-lessons within these things. Um, but to keep going on the big eight lessons, principles of strength and conditioning is another one. So what are the trusted principles of training over time that are not going to disappear, that you really need to build your dryland program around? And then that tails into the next lesson, periodization, which everyone wants to know, all right, well, how do I put all these variables together? How do I actually create a season in which swimmers are going to approve and taper at the right time? And those first four lessons there, the dryland overview, movement exercises, principles of strength training, and periodization, they all make up what we're calling the surge strength foundation. So two sections, big sections to the cert. The foundations part, we're setting the base of here's the knowledge that you can use, here's the tools that you can use. But then on the second side, it's the applications part. It's the surge strength application. So we actually want to put this into use, right? I mean, it's great to learn more stuff, but if you're not understanding, especially as a coach, okay, well, how do I put this into practice? And so we felt like splitting up the certification 50-50 into foundational knowledge versus actual applicational knowledge. Uh, that was going to be what's going to best serve, especially the coaches and self-coach master swimmers out there. So on the applications part, the four main lessons, and again, each lesson has at least a dozen, couple dozen of the sub-lessons in it. So the first one is assessing and testing. So you're going to learn the actual assessments that we take our online clients, the swimmers individually that contract us or also even the teams, and you'll see the assessments and the performance goals that we place for them and the whole process of that. And so you're going to learn how to do that either for yourself or for your team. And then the next big one, everybody wants to know, all right, well, how do I actually create a dry land program? So we're going to put all the knowledge that you've had so far and show you a bunch of different programs, whether it's for the tenant unders, whether it's for senior college level swimmers, whether it's for master swimmers, we're gonna break that all down and that flows into the next lesson of training specificity. Okay, well, how do I actually get the dryland to produce faster swimmers? And if you've been following up so far, it's gonna be really easy, but we really hone in on that. And then even to the specific age groups or strokes or events, all of those things that you need to know, okay, well, what do I do in this specific instance? We're gonna cover it. And, the cert and then the last part that we thought was really valuable was equipment. Because we found over the years with working with individuals and teams that that's a huge variable is, okay, well, we don't have that much equipment or we have all equipment that you could want. And that really honestly does dictate what type of program you're able to do. If you have no equipment, you can still get stuff done, but it's going to be pretty limiting. And so we're going to dive into that to kind of end up the certification on that. But... I'm really excited for this to open tomorrow and for coaches to start going through. As soon as the cert is live to, we're finishing up the process of getting continuing education units through the NSCA, kind of the gold standard out there in strength and conditioning, and also some other organizations as well. And this is really going to be on par, I believe, with any other national level certified personal trainer uh, certification, performance coach certification. I mean, that's the level that we have put into this and I think you're going to get out of. And so I'm really excited to give it specifically to the swimming world because honestly, when I think about the origins of Ritter, it was helping bridge the gap between swimming and strength and conditioning and figuring out, all right, how do we best do it? Because I myself didn't have the greatest experience, but then starting to learn more stuff as a coach, I was like, man, this really connects if you put these things together and I saw it for myself as a coach and with the athletes I was working with. And so I know the power that you can unleash in your athletes when you get your dryland program 
on the right level and you're following the right principles and going through it. And so I'm really excited to offer this cert. Again, more information at RitterSP.com slash cert. A few more weeks until the new Surge Strength site is going to be launched. We'll, of course, have an announcement and send you to the correct location for all of that stuff. It's going to be really exciting what we're able to offer on this new platform. But just a couple more quick questions we've been getting about the certification. And then I'm going to give you a sneak peek at actually some of the sub lessons. Uh, I'm going to give you two sneak peeks on this feed, the Surge Strength Podcast. And then if you want some more, you can go over to the Swim Coaches Base podcast for a few as well. But some questions we'll be getting, again, that I've kind of covered already, but the entire certification is probably going to be in the neighborhood of 20 to 30 hours to go through all the content. At the end of each big lesson, the eight kind of lessons I talked about, there's going to be a review quiz so you can kind of test yourself on how well did you get this knowledge. It's not going to be graded, but it's just more of a self-assessment to see how well did you pick up all the stuff in that. And then you're also going to be able to search through all the topics by term in that lesson as well. So let's say, you know, you're really getting stuck up on hinging movements or something like that. Well, you can search that and that's going to go directly to the spots in the video where I talked about it. So we're really trying to save you time with that too. Then at the end, when you get through all eight lessons completely, there will be one big uh, test at the end that you need to complete. And then that will allow you to get your certification. You'll actually get a, a actual certification there instantly once you pass and then you're certified. And what we're going to be doing too within the new Surge Strength site is once you earn your certification, your SSDC, you then have the option to continue on in the Surge Strength Academy. And that's where the CERT is going to be housed. That's also where some free Dryland 101 courses that we're going to have are going to be housed. But also, once you're certified with your SSDC, you get access to check out the graduate level part of the academy. And that's where we're going to just do continuing education because we understand we're going to do a lot of stuff in this CERT, but there's always more to learn, right? There's always something new, there's always a different angle on it. And that's what we're going to use the graduate level part of the Surge Strength Academy for to continue the education. But you need your certification to get to that because it's going to be on a, another level even more than the CERT. And so again, the CERT is self-paced. You can go through it. It's going to, I, I'm envisioning a full-time coach working, you know, full-time hours on deck, especially in the summer. Who knows what that looks like now? But it's probably going to take a month, month and a half, I think, if you give it, you know, a couple hours a week to kind of work through. I think that's good, too, because it shouldn't be so short that you're able to knock it out in a weekend, because I'm not sure how much you're going to retain of that if you're going through it that fast. So we tried to make it so that it's easy to review, kind of self-assess how you're doing, picking up the information, but then also making it that it doesn't feel overwhelming, like you're never going to get it done. So I felt we struck a good balance with the certification. I'm really excited about it. And we've already had, again, CERT hasn't even opened up yet. We've had people from over a dozen countries sign up. Coaches, uh, a few swimmers, but mainly coaches that we're seeing sign up. I could tell a few are, are master swimmers by uh, how they're connecting with us and asking some questions. But the majority are coaches from around the world. And at this point now, we're probably going to have a couple dozen countries uh, represent and have swim coaches SSD certified all over the world, which is awesome because... Once you get the SSDC behind your name, you're going to be able to say, hey, I know dryland. It's a skill. 
it's an asset in my coaching toolbox. It's not just something, oh yeah, well you work out, so you should do it. And again, it's crazy to think how far Dryland has come where 10, 20 years ago, Dryland was still kind of an afterthought. It wasn't a big part of the program. And now it's becoming much more important for many teams and programs because they see the power if you actually get a good program together. And I think achieving your SSDC is gonna help you as a coach really unleash that power of Dryland. So there are a couple more FAQs on the certification page so you can go there if you have more questions about it. Again, check out the Instagram uh, profile for Surge Strength, surge.strength for the special coupon discount. I'm doing a live Q&A tonight. And then also too, if you wanna ask us any questions about it or whatever, um, feel free to reach out to us or even hit me up on, on my personal Instagram as well but I'm excited for you guys to get into the cert, launching it tomorrow. A ton of coaches are ready, chomping at the bit. They've been ready for a few weeks now and we've almost got it. It's gonna be exciting. And now we'll go ahead and listen to a sneak peek and how this is working too. It might come across a little bit different, but I basically just took the audio from the videos because this is all video based in the certification. So sometimes I might be referring to a slide. I couldn't remember on all these because I've <laughs> recorded so many at this point. But uh, just so you know, it is just the audio I pulled from the video, but still just wanted to give you a little bit of a feel of what just a few of these sub topical lessons are. And again, they're pretty small, short bite size. I'm going to have two in here and then you could get two on the other podcast feed as well. So Thanks again, everybody. Here's a quick preview of the Surge Strength Dryland Certification course. Hard doesn't equal effective is the topic I'm gonna to be covering now. I think this is deeply embedded in a lot of the dryland mentality. And I think it is getting better of late, but I think still swimming is a hard sport in general. And that carries over a lot to dryland too. And somewhere along the line, coaches correlated how hard it was with how good it was. And I think we're learning that in the water too, that just because it's really hard, doesn't mean it's necessarily the best way. And that's not saying, hey, let's have just easy training and we're gonna get better. But there is a certain point of diminishing returns or when to do this type of work or when to do that. And dryland's no different. I think coaches, especially if they have dryland maybe after a great practice, really hard. They're like, all right, well, let's just do it again. And swimmers don't have an unlimited supply of energy. And so there needs to be a shift in mindset that a hard dryland where the swimmers are just bent over puddles of sweat does not automatically mean it was a successful session. You can't end up chasing fatigue as the goal in dryland. That can't be your marker of success. How tired were they? That's a really silly marker and actually shows that you really don't know anything about your program if all you're basing on is how tired they are. Remember the two goals. Remember your North Star, if you will, about is your dryland program going in the right direction? Are you focusing on athleticism and strength and developing those qualities? Yes, there are gonna be some times where the kids are exhausted from the dryland session. And that's fine, that's not a bad thing. But it's very different of that being an afterthought of, oh, they're really tired after this session, as opposed to the goal is, I'm going to make them really tired. I wanted to talk about 
a case study here with Colin Jones. He's one of the Olympians I've had the privilege of working with. And leading up until the 2008 Beijing Olympics, I was in charge of Colin's dry land, weight training, everything on land, <laughs> if you will. And it was the last meet, it was about a month, month and a half before trials, if I believe right, where it was the last meet he was going to do before the lead up to Olympic trials. And so at this point, if you know anything about swimming, right, you, you want to be pretty close to your best time leading into Olympic trials when he's going to be fully shaved and tapered. Now, up until that point, I've been working with him and the rest of the group there on a regular basis. We were in the gym lifting very intensely, three, sometimes four times a week, depending on what group they were in and what their goals were and what we thought was the best plan of action for them. With Cullen at this particular meet, he was slated to swim the, swim the 50 free on one day. And what I did with him is we went into that, it was actually in um, the Charlotte area pool where we trained regularly. So there was a small gym where we were able to do a small workout. And what I did is I shrunk down what we normally did for his weightlifting strength training routine. So typically that's gonna take 45 to 60 minutes. Obviously we're not gonna do that on meet day, especially when he's trying to go a really fast time. So I pared it down and basically got it between 10 to 12 minutes in the weight room doing the exact same weights, reps, but the volume overall, so instead of four or five sets, we could only sneak in two because we only had 10 to 12 minutes. So it's just inevitable that you have to shrink down that volume. I had been working with him long enough that I knew what level of fatigue or where he was at barometer wise. So my goal was basically, let's get a little bit of intensity here in the weight room. Let's get a little bit of stimulus here and then 10 to 20 minutes max before his 50 free, he dove into the water. He ended up doing his lifetime best in-season time right after that workout. It's things like that that let me know that dryland really can be the secret sauce in unlocking and generating a swimmer's potential, but you have to know how to handle it. Obviously, the result would have been much different if I had him go through his entire 60-minute workout routine doing heavy weights and then ask him, okay, now go do a 50 free and I hope you have a good time. Of course, that's very different, but as simple and as silly as that sounds, a lot of coaches and swimmers still operate under that assumption that that's, it's all or nothing. You either are doing the whole thing or you're doing nothing or that fatigue is the sign of whether or not the dryland program is effective. With Cullen for that particular workout right before his 53, I wanted it to just be just a little bit of sweat glistening on his forehead. And I knew that's exactly where I wanted him. Just slightly out of breath, couple really great sets in, 10 to 20 minute break to regroup, reset, walk up on the block, have a great swim. He ended up making the 2008 Beijing Olympic team and was on this relay here that pretty much still to this day is one of the most famous relays in Olympic history where Jason Lezak swam that ridiculous anchor leg to come back from behind and they ended up winning gold, breaking a world record and keeping Phelps streak alive for those eight gold medals that he eventually won. I say all this that even at the elite level, you probably don't have a good enough concept of how hard some of these guys can work and their capacity for work. 
And just because they have a huge capacity doesn't mean we need to go to the well every time. And there's a temptation to do that in drowning because you could just do more. You could just be more tired. You could just be more intense, especially if you've had an intense swimming session. So you just have to understand going back to the goals that we've been talking about. Athletic, strong. That's what we're going for. And not just chasing fatigue. You have to remember too, with fatigue and strength, there's actually an inverse relationship in that the more fatigued you are, the less strength you're going to have to either at that moment or the capacity to develop strength. So actually increasing strength is this fine line of walking, getting enough fatigued that you're getting the stimulus for strength, but not too much fatigue that you go overboard and then aren't able to gain strength. So remember that fatigue is not something we're chasing. It's not a goal. And we've talked about this previously, but in the pool, conditioning should be the main emphasis there. That's where you're looking for it. It's not to say you can never do it on dry land, but primarily in the water is where the conditioning should be done. And on land, that's the best and most appropriate place to try to gain athleticism and strength. Athleticism is what's lacking, not swimming specific exercises is what I'm gonna be covering now. This is a really big misunderstanding when it comes to dry land. Obviously in swimming, to be successful requires getting in extreme positions, notably the catch. I mean, this just isn't a natural position to have a high elbow and vertical forearm, but that's what requires success in swimming. Unfortunately, on dry land, a lot of coaches think, well, we just need to hammer this, you know, get them in this position as often as possible and just hold, 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 and that's what will fix it. But it's not that there is a lack of doing the catch exercise out of the pool. It's a deeper deficiency that we're gonna talk about here. And on land, you could do a lot more things than in the water, so just because you should doesn't mean it's necessarily the best approach. And by the way, I do not recommend this as a way to help improve balance for your athletes. There's much more better, safer, and quite frankly, effective ways than trying to balance on a stability ball. But in the same way for the catch, developing a better catch for a swimmer, it's not just about having thousands of exercises that completely mimic it. It's a deeper, broader sense of this. First, I want to ask you, we've talked about athleticism before, but what kind of foundation do you really have with your athletes? Two brick walls here. Obviously, they're both still standing, but how long is that one on the top? really going to stand for. I would put my money on the bottom one that looks a lot cleaner, a lot more set. That's the same way I want you to think about your athletes. Yeah, they may be okay for a while. They may be able to still swim another few seasons before getting injured, but that brick wall looks like it's coming down on top sooner than later, as opposed to the bottom one. Think about your athletes in the same way. Remember, our two goals overall when it comes to dry land is increasing athleticism which has many factors underneath it, and getting stronger. Another way to think about it too is if 
as a coach, you want your swimmers to be faster in the water or more successful. And so let's go back to the catch example. Of course, we want them to have a high elbow. We're not against high elbows and we're not saying it's bad to even practice high elbows on dry land. But if that's the only approach that you're taking, you're missing the big picture. Think about it this way too. If their ability to not get into the catch and you've shown them, they feel what it's like, and you practice it and you're still blue in the face as a coach saying, you know, why can't you have a better catch? It's not that you failed to communicate or that they understand what it is. Maybe they don't even have the prerequisites to get into that position. And so therefore doing a thousand repetitions to get into that position isn't really what's going to help. You need to go to the underlying issue. It'd be the same thing as if I had a bucket full of holes and I keep trying to fill it up with water and keep it full. It's just never going to work. You need to plug the holes and then fill it up. In our analogy with the swimmer, what you need to do is expand their athleticism. And that probably includes, for the catch example, the mobility part of it. Maybe it's the coordination part, or maybe it's even the strength part to get in there. But some of those qualities are lacking, and that's why they're not able to get into that catch position. It's not that they haven't practiced enough. It's not that you haven't talked about it enough. If we're at this point where you're frustrated as a coach or you're trying to help the swimmer hold a better catch, there's something more underneath. And it's not because you're not doing enough swimming specific stuff. It's because athleticism is lacking somewhere along that path. And that's what your program needs to address in order to help them. It's not these swimming specific exercises. It's not that there's not enough of them in there. It's that there's not enough athleticism. And it's your job to figure out what that is. Is it more mobility? Is it maybe a little bit more strength? Are they coming off of an injury or is their shoulder injured? Many factors can play into it, but it's not a lack of swimming specific exercises. It's deeper than that. And that's when it comes to athleticism. So if you're getting frustrated, if there's not results in your dryland program that you think there should be, make sure you're checking your approach. That includes, are you developing athleticism? Are you getting your athletes stronger? Are you having a balanced program? And are you keeping it simple? Remember, none of these concepts should be so hard that you're getting lost in them. You need to keep it simple. And if you're not, maybe that's why you're not getting results. Remember, athleticism, strength, balanced program and keep it simple want more dry land and strength training resources check out the show notes and our website rittersp.com we can create an online team dry land and strength training program for you through our app with continual access to our performance coaches every step of the way visit rittersp.com team to learn more and schedule a free call to see what's the best program for your specific training style along with facility and equipment considerations